Peter Bishop, Olivia Dunham. I'm with the FBI. Okay. You've heard of Flight 627? The Hamburg flight, of course. You may be able to help us with that. <laughs> no, I think you got the wrong guy. Uh, your father's Walter Bishop. You know, the last time somebody asked me that, it was an accusation. Well, he's the man we're looking to speak with, but due to his current status, you're the only one who can provide us access. And what possible help could that man be to you? And what is it exactly that you're expecting me to do? Hop on a plane with you back to Massachusetts? I just got here, honey. I can have you on a return flight here in four days, but first... Let me save you the time. I'd rather stay here in Iraq. That's how much I want to see my father. I'm going to beg you, as one human being to another. Your father may be able to save someone who's dying. Someone I care about very much. Sweetheart, we all care about someone who's dying. I can't help you, I'm sorry. I know why you're here. I have your file. <laughs> what file? The one the FBI would say doesn't exist. And it has everything. Where you've been, what you're running from, and what you need while you're here. So either you come with me, or I let certain people know your whereabouts. When do we leave? Hello and welcome. It's TV Donut. It's the new year. As you know, we're already in our second episode. I'm Piers Ray. Joining me, my co-host, my lady friends, Saskia. Saskia, good day. And over there's Hannah. Hannah, good day. Good days all around. And it's a super good day it's for us. It's actually a terrible day. You might hear in the background that it is like torrential rain. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's officially winter in Vancouver, I which always, is... I feel a little evil because I like, I sort of love watching people just get soaking wet. <laughs> but I hate getting soaking wet, so I understand that it's miserable. Yeah. It's, it's sort of funny to watch from your window as people <sighs> like, just like people run by without umbrellas or coats or anything. An umbrella like, I always have on me. Welcome to Do you? Oh, yes. You're Welcome. very smart. Nearly always. Yeah. I wish I was that well I've prepared. been ambushed too many times. By rain? Yeah. Ambushed by rain. Yeah. That's the city for you. Well, we're watching kind of a Vancouver-based show today. We're watching Fringe. Yes. Or we've watched Fringe, I should say. We did watch Fringe. Yeah, we did. Three that, hours that of we Fringe. Did. Oh, I like the look on Saskia's face right now. Yeah, well, she definitely wasn't for this when we picked it. You can tell. Because she'd already watched the pilot and didn't like it. And I was wrong about that. I actually didn't watch the entire pilot. I had only watched maybe half an hour of the pilot. Oh, did you? Then. Well, did you? Didn't waste too much time twice. Yeah, this is this is a thing that yeah. I realized. Did you give up and turn it off? Yeah, the first time. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh boy. Did you like the finale better than the pilot? Yeah, but not a lot better than the pilot. I enjoyed it. I yeah. was pleasantly Both? surprised by the show. I enjoyed the the finale much more than the pilot. Almost universally enjoy the finales more than the pilots, yeah, I find. I, I, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get to it, but it had a huge surprise in the finale yeah. that basically sold me on wanting to see more of the series. It's a complicated one for me. Like, I really disliked the first season. I was, like, I was genuinely angry every single week that I had to watch it. And mm -hmm. it'll sound insane, but I had to watch it because Josh hadn't been on TV in so long. 
and I like couldn't see a universe where he was on TV for 40 minutes a week. Were you watching it when it started? And I, yeah, absolutely. Every single episode and I hated it. I hated it so much. I was like secretly wishing for it to get canceled so I could stop. Yeah. And then something happens in season two. It turns into a completely different show and it's better and better every season and I absolutely love it. I be, like, the last few seasons are some of the best TV ever. I've it's heard just, that. It's amazing. And I still, to this day, haven't watched the final episode. I've seen every episode except the last one. But why? Because I didn't like where it was going, and I feel like it's going to end really badly. And I just don't I don't want to handle that. So I'm just going to leave it, you know, like I'll get around to it one day. Like, you know, I just finally watched Gossip Girl last four episodes like years later and and wired i had to force myself to watch the sun's finale like i did not want to do that because i again like i just knew where it was gonna go Mm -hmm. feel it in my guts and i was like i don't want to live in that reality that's exactly why i quit sun's uh like a couple episodes into the fourth season yeah i was just like i know i'm almost there and i'm certainly gonna make it to the end well, yeah. get ready for it's something terrible. And incredible. Yeah. And I'm sure the French finale is too, but I just haven't been able to bring myself to to deal with it yet. Just so, before we move on for Sons, I am actually like surprised as at how little death there has been up until this point for the main for the main group. I expected more of them to have died by yeah, now. Yeah, it's not and like Game of Thrones style no. where it's like they use death as like a shocker. There are, there is a lot of death and there are some deaths that I like vehemently disagree with, but they all serve the story. Yeah, there it, was deaths I was actually expecting to happen that didn't. There's one character that you like think is going to die every season basically <laughs> and you're like always surprised that he survives. Or she. Or, no, it's a he. No, <laughs> it's yeah. a, it was a she. But I'm saying, like, as you'll see, one of them, anyway, it's, it's amazing. It's yes. a great show. But don't, don't expect that to stay that way forever. No, I've, I've, I'm aware. It's really bad. It's so, funny. you were saying that you were so happy just to see Josh, to see Joshua Jackson. Yes. What? I know, okay, so he's one of the three main characters. He plays Peter Bishop, son of eccentric scientist Walter Bishop. He was played by John Noble, and who is incredible. He's I the best part like, of the show. No he one is. can argue that he is not extremely talented. And one of the things I hate about the first season, and both these episodes, like, they, they add these like, weird jokes in places where like none of these people would be actually telling jokes. Mm. <laughs> it's it's and, nuts in certain situations. Yeah, it's just, it's... And that all goes away. Like, well, it's, they wanted to. They come on. It, it's got elements of a procedural in it. Yes, which again goes away. Okay, good, yeah. good. Because that's same where I feel like those jokes come Supernatural from. Supernatural does the same thing the first season. It's so procedural. It's so like monster of the week. And I, this show is the first season is very yeah. and very. It's just, right? After that, it just completely disappears. It's, it's a it's a serial drama. That's very exciting. And for you me. see why, right? Like, oh, yeah. we'll get to it in the finale. Let's not uh, put the cart before the horse. But yes, I'm obsessed with Joshua Jackson. What are you I've obsessed with him, with him from? Since like Mighty Ducks. Part one, all the way through Dawson's Creek, like Casey Witter is like my dream man, like number one on my top five list. We've now had Whoa. three out of five. Yes. So only have <laughs> two slots left. Oh, we can't. Do you know them? No, I've already told you. I'm keeping them open until we. I have to claim them on the podcast because I have no other choice. Like Chuck Bass is like, he's close. I don't know. 
I don't know, Zach Morris? Like, there's so many, Saskia. There's so many. But Pacey is number one with a bullet. Like, I wish he was a real human being. <laughs> and he's not. That sucks so bad. Anyway, so, yeah, that was, like, I had to watch it. And I, I absolutely hated it. Absolutely hated it. I had, yeah, I had a, a, a friend who was watching it with his, with his father, my friend Fergus. Oh, yes. great friend. You're yes. Six feet under, ruining friend. Yeah, well, yes, that was <laughs> that was a fact. Um, but yes, um, he was watching it with his dad, and uh, they 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 hated it, or he hated it. It was just so terrible. But he kept going. Yeah. And it picked up. Okay. And, yeah. And it gets really great. I love when a show does that. I mean, a lot of our favorite shows do that. What else? Parks yeah, and Rec. We talked about it. I know Ivan also loves this show. Uh, yeah, we talked about it a lot when we were in school. Yeah. Like, constantly, me and him were like nerding out. In the alley. The last couple of seasons were airing when we were in school. So that's when it was like at its best. And we would come into school and I'd be like, can you fucking believe what just happened last night? Like, that was bananas. And like, <laughs> anyways, it was amazing. And then, yeah, half the time they'd be shooting out back of our school. And right I was there. like, they're right there. But it was always like the military dudes and mm-hmm. Josh is yeah. like a cop, so he's never like hanging out in the alley. Dear God. It's, it's always. Sad. Damn that. Mm, there are a I lot. Know. But I did see Seth Gable who joins the cast later. Mm. He was married what? to Bryce Dallas Howard. While you were in was... school? Yeah. Wow. In... Yeah. Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. I met him down there in the, and Kirk Aceveda who was in both of these episodes who plays Olivia's partner. The one that's like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. He's... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to read the synopsis of the pilot. We okay. watched a lot, so we got to try and get through this pretty quick. Before I do, though, I want to mention we, we are saying, like, this show was shot in Vancouver, but the first season was shot in New York. And Toronto. Uh, the pilot's in Toronto. Uh, you can tell definitely in the finale, like, you see the Brooklyn Bridge in the back of a lot of their, like, street shots, right? Yeah. So, like, anyway. But, yeah, after this first season, they moved to Vancouver to cut production costs. Pilot was 10 mil? Nobody was watching. Ten million. For Ten million the for the pilot. That's like they really that... expected this to be like their next lost. Like that's what they were trying to get out of this, and it totally wasn't that at all. It, no, and, and they had millions many, of viewers. Many problems in the first season that yeah. prevented this is also from our being third bad. JJ show that yeah. we've talked about, which is funny. All right, so the pilot of Friends is called Pilot. God damn it! Yeah, we should drink a shot every time that happens. It uh, came out in September of 2008. I can't remember. Was that the same year as Suns? Or was Suns 2007? It was 2008 as well. Yeah, so this is airing at the exact same time. When all the passengers on a plane die, FBI agent Olivia Denham investigates the events and her partner almost dies. A desperate Olivia looks for help from Dr. Walter Bishop, who has been institutionalized. Olivia, Dr. Bishop, and his son Peter begin to discover what really happened on flight 627 begin to uncover a larger truth mm-hmm. there it is that's pretty good pretty yeah, it good is. pretty Spoiler good free. now we can get into the spoilers yes well, all let's right just first say that it was created written by jj abrams yep alex kirkman and uh robert corsi mm-hmm. either way i i will yeah so like all the all the lost rose <laughs> and i would like to say you know based on the pilot that they really could have used a woman Especially since they have a female lead, lead and heroine, and like they call her sweetheart like twenty seven times. Yeah, but they—that is well, one thing that Peter does, but and Broyles does it too. Yeah. Broyles, it makes sense for because he's being condescending to her for that whole, whole first I know, half the of the fact episode. They use that same word. Oh yeah, they need. Like, there's no weird. variety. Come on, guys. Uh, 
little bits of stuff like that caught for me in this um when it's a sci-fi show and i was thinking a lot about uh gosh what was the other sci-fi show we just watched uh eureka uh, falling sky not so much falling sky although falling skies is guilty of it in a different way where there's like long streams of dialogue that's mostly like in this case it's a lot of techno babble so much exposition yeah uh, heck, yeah it was yeah. brutal and it that's when i feel like that's when i was really noticing the procedural format is when it's for example when they're setting up peter bishop and he's trying to sell these parts to these uh where he's iraqi. in he's in he's iraq, iraq yes yeah. yeah, to yeah. these iraqi he's investors parts. he's trying to get a job right like um overseeing this pipeline project and being sort of the director of the project like an overseer yes and it's applying for a job it sets up that he's brilliant he speaks farsi he has an iq of like what something like 190 he's his father's son he never graduated from high school his father was a genius who's a genius an insane genius but a genius yes who's been institutionalized for the last 17 years yeah in a horrible place yes because he was deemed unfit to stand trial for manslaughter yes it is very surprising that he's that that Walter Bishop is in that institution, not in a better place. Yeah, you know, I feel like he really got shunted off to the side and forgotten. Well, he's well, accused of manslaughter, of killing a person. Yeah, so accidentally, it's like, mind you, it's a prison for crazy people, which is even worse than regular prison. Like, every, I feel like everybody in his life abandoned him at this that point. Well, also, he's getting like constant electroshock. So his oh, that's brain right. is completely scrambled. As you I see forget. in the interview. Yeah. Yeah. Where he just jumps the pudding in the and, middle you know, of a very important 17 question. years of electrotherapy is going to scramble your brain for sure. So yeah. he's a strange and scattered guy. Oh, you know what? We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I want to say let's talk it about opens the flight. on a German flight. Uh, yeah, which was hilarious. They the people speaking to, German oh, on there. Yes, tell us. Did they, they, what were they saying? They're coming from Hamburg. Everyone refers to it as the Hamburg flight. Well, the, the woman says that it's her first flight, but none of those people were actual German people. Right. And you could tell. Well, no, that, they're all no. actors. And it was so... are not going to so go to Germany to hire background actors. Ridiculous, but they could have found They could have found German a couple of expats. Something. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Totally. It was really funny. Yeah, so the plane is, is it's an electrical storm, it's experiencing difficulties, and then there's one dude who's, like, sweating, like, you know, like he's Charlie with the drugs on the other plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he takes a needle out of his briefcase and stabs himself with it. Yeah. And then he gets up, and then he, like, his skin starts to melt off, right? It was a very cool effect. It was, it was really gross. Yeah, I was good. very impressed. This this scene got me well, you can on board. See where the they spent all that money for sure. Like this did look like an expense yeah. and a pilot. There was a lot of like things exploding and like CGI. Just like Eureka, they're trying to show you as much as possible to get yeah, you on board for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and I thought I thought this was great because well, basically he, oh, he pukes all the stewardess. The stewardess it was disgusting. disgusting. And she starts like because it was green. Shrieking, shrieking, shrieking. Mm-hmm. And then everyone Everybody on the flight melt. starts melting. Yes, including the pilots who luckily seconds before put the plane onto autopilot and then it lands itself on time. Yeah, yeah. there was an example of a joke that didn't need to be there. Yes, exactly. And when he was like, oh, first flight ever. Like, unlike every flight I've ever been on, it landed exactly on time. No. <laughs> I was like, guys, no. Especially because as uh, they're standing there watching the military, like, 
investigate the plane. He's it's saying the it's the CDC. And that, well, everyone is there basically. Yeah. It's like a joint task force of everybody. And he says that uh, one of the lead commanders looked in the window and puked in yeah. front of his entire battalion, squad, oh, yeah, battalion, whatever. Definitely. Just uh, yeah, strange timing. So that's Charlie. He is like Olivia's partner, I think. Yes, Charlie. I never actually got his name. He's Kirk, Charlie one. Francis. Kirk Acevedo. Yes, mm-hmm. he's great on the show. And yeah, so I guess John Scott is her boss, right? Who the hell names a character John Scott? It's a terrible <laughs> name. <laughs> so we also, before they're investigating the plane, we see a brief scene of him and Olivia at a motel getting it on, and he says, he, I love you for the first time, and she doesn't say it back. It then, felt like an affair to me. Well, yeah, because they're in a hotel. But they make it clear from the beginning that, it, that yeah. they're hiding their relationship from work. Yes. Yeah. She works for him, basically. Yeah. That's against the rules. And... Yeah, so they both get calls to come down and deal with this uh, situation. Mm-hmm. And then they arrive, and the, this is where we first meet Philip Broyles. Yes. Uh, who is Lance uh, Reddick. Daniels, so Lance Reddick from The Wire, which mm-hmm. ended in 2008. So he went straight to this show. Yep. Which is another five why. years. He's amazing on this show. I mean, he sucks in this pilot. Like, he's <laughs> such a dickwad. By the end of it, though. Um, the acting is fine. The acting's fine, fine. But his character yeah. is... It's like, why is he's he like this out of nowhere? Rapist, basically. Like, that's why he's bad, because his friend raped a girl. And he doesn't think he should... One night of recklessness. Go down for it, exactly. Now, I have a You're question. not like that, Royals. You're a good dude. I have a question about that. Because we start out with uh, with with Lance Reddick coming down on Anna Torv, on Olivia Dunham, yeah. for that for going after his friend, but by the end of the episode... Who's Australian, by the way, speaking of... Is she? People with accents mm. that you can't hear. Yes, Didn't catch ahead. that. That's great. Good for you, Anna. You're an actress. You're Ooh. an actor. You're good at it. Um, by the end of the episode, he's asking her to, to come work for him full-time, and he seems to have dropped all of that stuff from the first half. Was it an act? Was he trying to... Like, no, what's I their think, relationship like that... in the... Re- I'm asking Hannah because she's seen the first season what their relationship is like from that point forward. Does it ever come up again that he's still upset about this internal affairs case? Um, I don't know if they ever specifically resolve that, but like they definitely become super close. And I feel like it eventually. was it was said in that dialogue beforehand that he was very impressed at the way she handled the situation and mm-hmm. that maybe he was overreacting beforehand yeah, I don't about think it. he was not mad. I think he just hates her. And then mm. John, when he dies, is like, why do you think and I also, Royal sent you? So it's like, I think he's just trying to get her closer to keep an eye on her. Well, and he sent and her. And vice versa. Because he didn't care about her, but then he realized that, yeah, he he she's very useful to him. I was thinking or that the whole... It was the opposite. It was a setup for her to like, see if she would figure it out and how she would handle it. I thought that the reason he wanted her down there was because she was she has experience with internal affairs investigations. So she's not afraid to go after people in the system. She's not afraid to go against like the flow of things. I, I thought he was like testing her from the beginning. Yeah. And then at some point he's But only he's testing her by being a dick and like calling her. Yeah, I don't her. know. I don't know I what that's I think he was like genuinely trying to find her, but then it didn't buy it. That's like, so because he sends out for her to come work on this case and then he's a dick to her for coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well it's a weird really. pattern. Like, she's like an inner agency liaison and he doesn't think that's like important. Like I thought, yeah, I don't know. I mean when her partner dies at the end. Yeah. Spoiler alert, her partner dies. Um, well her 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 
her lover slash sorry yeah her sexual partner yes yeah sorry that's confusing her language boyfriend. Her, boyfriend her boyfriend dies at the boss. end and he, and boss and he whispers to, like he's like why did why did he bring you here why did he why send did he you send to the storage why did you send to the storage locker? locker so he he must know about something right is well he... that's what i think that's what he's trying to imply that Boyle, Broyles is somehow involved with what's going on oh interesting that's what i thought yes and we find out obviously that John is involved. Yeah, because he goes from being the victim to being the suspect. Well, and a murderer immediately. And that's how he dies. Yeah, is that she's chasing him. Oh, by the way, so I, I was so disappointed that he was involved in it. Yeah, it was. I, I was like, very... we just spent an like, hour literally curing this, this guy. person, yeah. and then you do. I also, and then you kill him in a goddamn car crash. Uh... No, I agree totally. I, I also hate shows that kill, like, a major character by the end of the first episode. Yeah. It feels like just such a whole setup that you're just like, like, I wish you would start afterwards and even go flashback on me. Like, I just, yeah. I think that's a really frustrating way to do things. If they had stretched that storyline out over, like, eight or ten episodes and then revealed yeah. that he'd been involved the whole time, it would have been much more well, he yeah. go away, of a payoff. Though. <laughs> uh, they got married IRL those two so, get out of town yeah, if he hadn't been there they never would have met so well, it worked out good for them their chemistry was excellent yes it was yeah I agree so they start investigating all the passengers they're trying to figure out like who's on this flight what's mm-hmm. going on blah 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 they kind of zero in on this diabetic on the, on the the insulin pen that was used. Yeah, they show a photo of that. It uh, appears to a bit, which we find out later, is the transmission point for the disease. Yeah, they send Olivia, like we said, off to investigate these like storage lockers. They yeah. they got a tip that they saw a white guy accepting a briefcase from two Arab guys. Yeah, two. Is that yeah. What they said? yeah, yeah, two was. Middle Eastern looking guys. And she's kind of like, you want me to go check this? that out? Like, I guess you're think that was like a real tip well i actually wrote down he sent assigns her to a benign task right mm. yeah that's what it seemed like for sure and then she tells john that you know she's traditionally sucked at relationships but she loves him too and they kiss a little it's very cute and then they go and they find empty tanks of what did they say ammonia uh, yeah, they Some open up the storage locker. It's full of computer equipment, lab animals. Oh, sorry, in the uh, dumpster. It was some some chemical. And then that's chemical. what they decided to go and break into all the storage lockers. And they found <laughs> several labs with computer equipment and weird looking animals. animals. It's kind of like I think they were Maybe. naked mole rats. Maybe. Maybe. I well, think there was, was different, different types. kinds of animals. But yeah, one was like one where I was like, what even is that? I think that's probably what it was. Quite. They were very. They weren't shot to look cute, but they no, are cute. I should also say we missed the fact that the dude on the plane who causes the illness. Yes. We see him again at the airport. At the airport. And you're wondering why like, is this happening? WCF. We watched him melt. Yeah, and I didn't even remember because it's been like ten years since I've seen this. So I was like, are there like multiple of those guys? I was what? wondering if there was a clone aspect. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen too, even though I'd already seen it. I just expected they were, just because this was a sci-fi show, yeah. it was something. So they, again, run into this guy at the storage lockers. He runs for it. Huge chase scene through all these, like... Uh, through all the, the maze of these lockers. Yeah. Uh, the snow is falling. Terrible. It's very exactly. filmic. And uh, they go basically in a big circle. 
yeah. come back to the original lab and uh and he blows it up and cover basically uh her her boyfriend john is Scott, standing right yeah. outside of these two lockers which are more than the two so he's covered in fire and chemicals yeah i assumed he was dead yeah, yeah. she was like blown way clear of the blast it does but... not look like an explosion he could have survived no yeah which but he does survive miraculously the blast but unfortunately all the chemicals used to make this like disease or whatever we're calling it uh gets all over him and his skin goes like completely translucent he's slowly melting like the people on the plane were sides are like turning black like, yeah and yeah again looks super cool like mm-hmm. really real the uh weird. the makeup on this show was fantastic yeah even like mina's like fake arm was like anyway, oh a fake arm cool. oh wow uh, yeah, so they. He's not contagious. <laughs> She's not contagious. He's not contagious. For whatever He's reason, contagious. the disease is affecting him more slowly than no, it did the people they, in the plane. No, because they put him yeah. in an induced coma. Uh, also, because right. they said the ingredients weren't together. He just get hit by them individually. So that's why it's affecting him differently. I feel yeah. like they've also explained it. This they isn't hard sci fi. keeping him cold? Yes. Because oh, like, he was saying that in a dream that he was so cold and so cold. Yeah, they're keeping yeah. him cold to slow everything down. So Olivia figures out that uh, a man named Dr. Walter Bishop was doing research um, on something similar to this. Mm-hmm. And she wants to talk to him, but she finds out he's in a mental institution called St. Clair's. He's been there for 17 years, like we said, because he was... Using humans as patients, as guinea pigs. man slaughter. Not yeah. convicted. No, because he couldn't. Charged. It charged sounds sounds like it was... Possibly uh, was using humans as test, test subjects. subjects I thought that the manslaughter was from an experiment gone wrong. Something yeah. exploded in the lab. Gotcha. Yeah, and she died. Ugh. So, he can't have any visitors unless they're immediate family, so she has to go track down his only immediate family, which is his son Peter, and like we said, he's in Iraq. He's conning his way into a job. We haven't even talked about the goddamn stupid title cards. Oh, you mean the transitions between scenes? Whenever they establish a new location, they use floating letters. That are part of the shot. I don't mind that. I did. I think it's a little, it's a little gimmicky, but I thought they thought they did a good job with it. It doesn't. It doesn't get in the way. I thought you were going to put the opening credits. No. Uh, Yeah, it's fine with me. Like it's very Law and Order, with like bump bump. Like they do it with all procedural cop shows. Just like just establish the. With where they are, yeah, I don't and care about that. But especially, it was just... it's because um, they move around all the time, all the time, cities and places. But yeah, it's, it's super distracting. It super They're 3D, and they this, zoom this in is on the all city. About modern technology in the future. I don't mind it because it allows the scene to continue. They go into the city of Baghdad and then they swirl around the letters and then they go underneath it and you can still see the letters as if it was like some. Uh, the Baghdad one was the was the worst. It was the of worst the bunch. one. But there's a couple that I was like, okay, that's we just we get past the there's letters quickly. One that annoyed me with the lab when they were like, let's get his lab back open, and then they're in the lab. They have an entire scene where they get back to his lab at Harvard, which they've mentioned a hundred times, yeah. and then the next scene. Harvard University. Yeah, is when it's they the first tell us, time like, they we already know it. we're there. We've already seen them in the lab, which you've said so many times is at Harvard. Uh, there are a lot of moments in this, and I think it's because it's procedural based, it's where they re-explain things. For example, in the finale, they t- spend a lot of the time explaining what deja vu is. Mm-hmm. 
and repeating. Why is it, you know, this is like deja vu. You know what deja vu is, right? Yeah. Deja vu. You mean it's this? You know what that is? That's 10,000% network notes. Oh. That's, people are not going to understand this. They're not smart enough. And again, that changes in season two. They're just like, all right, no one's watching this. This isn't for a mass audience like we were trying to get. So let's just fucking do what we want. And that's why it gets so much better. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the floating letters are still there. Well, I, was, I was hoping they'd be gone by the finale, but they weren't. No, I don't think they'd go anywhere, ever. I'm okay with them. I wish they were just normal and not So, what did you think about Olivia and Peter's first, what I wrote down as their meet-cute, because I know they end up crazy in love forever. And of course, how could the, they not? It, the uh, goddamn sexual tension was just... It, it kind of really annoyed me. I feel like they don't really have much chemistry. No, it was it, like their their connection apparently was supposed to be so grand and immediately mm, immediate that no, it wasn't. No. Like there is absolutely, I think for me, there's a zero percent chance that he would have stayed at the end of that pilot. Mm. No, well, no chance. I feel like that's way more about Walter than about her. I think he stays for his dad. Yeah, and I like I like uh, Olivia a lot. I did not like Peter. At first, it took me until the finale to really start to come around Again, on him. Yeah, his character in the pilot is, like, unrecognizable to me. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, is, he changes so much. But, again, I mean, as we see in the reveal in the finale, like, that's going to change a lot for him when he finally finds that out. I was a little confused, too, um, because Olivia had gone to, what's-his-face, um, Philip Broyles. Yeah. And asked to go and get this guy out, and he doesn't really back her on this. No. And then the next scene, she's in Iraq. Iraq. Well, he said, he said you can't use, you can't like get a court order or anything to get him out. If you want to talk to him, you need to find his family. If talking to him like yields some kind of evidence. But she flew to Iraq like that. And that, that, that was the whole joke. Was like, oh, is he local? Uh-huh. That was a bad joke. Yeah, it's like, they yeah. should be making any jokes. What um, is, I was also very confused about the timeline in this whole episode. Like, how long does To John fly to have? Iraq, and he's living in this they thing. They said he has 24 hours. But at, at like, halfway. Walter examines him. Yeah. Well, but, no one knows how long he has. They have no idea what the hell's happening to him. But how long had it been going on for? I feel like it was always, like, oh, we don't have much time. Him? Yeah, it was like, you know, just happened, I think. They're working as quick as they can, but there's no... There's so much shit that's happening so quickly. That's why they say, like, that's insane. you should have been way more hurt, Olivia. We saw her get slammed (laughs) against the wall, and then she's up and at him, like, the very next day flying to Iraq. Them getting that Harvard lab back together would take months. (laughs) At least, that that was... Months! He's been in there for 17 years. They say they took apart the lab. All the gear is there, but it's covered. Yeah. Every, yeah, they didn't. T- they just left everything there after they kicked him out, and then they like bring in new equipment and stuff. That was very surprising. But that, yeah, that's because it's a huge space. The magic of television. Everything yeah. was there was a lot of that. There's yeah. a there's a lot of conveniences in the pilot, but I feel like like you say, I can see the show's going somewhere very interesting. Yeah, well, like I so I can let it go. Just, like this should have already all happened. We should just be seeing like you know 15 minutes of it in flashbacks while they're dealing with like the immediate plane problem instead yeah. of. Why was he in Iraq at all? Why couldn't he have just been somewhere in the States? Make it. I, I don't know. I guess Either way. he's got a season opportunity for something there. He's the genius. Yes. What do we know? Yeah. Well, I think it's more to add, they're trying really hard to establish like his character. And he's like, I don't know, brave or like. He he's a risk taker. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember if that thing 
Like, yeah, you're right. This is just there for a job interview. Yeah. Well, she gets him to go back by fake... job interview anywhere. By fake black... Well, not blackmailing him, but no, telling him... basically straight up blackmails Threatens him. him. Totally. She says she has his secret FBI file. Uh, she knows why he's there. And she what knows, he needs to get it. Yeah. Which where, she has no idea will even make sense with our later revelation. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that sentence? What does she even know that he does need something? That is well, the chances of that? Like, yeah. Like she said, she just knew that he's in some kind of trouble and but it works that he wouldn't be in Iraq trying to get this like crazy ass job unless it was some kind of con it did work anyway. well it comes out eventually that he has gambling debts yeah he's that's in the debt big to thing. the mob uh, well I big mean Big Eddie is that the Big Eddie yeah I think you're right he changed his name to Big Eddie yeah he said he went crazy a few years ago and um, the house cheated and he lost a lot of money so now he's running from his debts. And she offers to pay them off when she asks him to stay. But he's like, ugh, I pay my own debt. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he goes back with them. They go to see Walter at St. Clair's. And, yeah, he's, like, completely frazzled talking about pudding. Well, he also, on the plane before they arrive, he was always under the impression that his father researched toothpaste. Right. That was not a weird French conversation. Science. Yeah. And where she pretty much tells him that he's Dr. Frankenstein. Yes. So much of their relationship, that's the one thing I really want to get into is how old is he when his father was put away? Yeah. Why do they have this fractured relationship? And that's the, that's the emotional thread of the entire series is their father-son relationship. I would say he was probably a teenager, well, between 10 and like 15. How old is he in the show? Uh, I think he's like 30. 30, yeah. yeah. So he was 13. like yeah, 13 probably when his dad was put away. I would say. But he was, what, 7 when he died? we see from his tombstone so wait what this tombstone um we're we're jumping ahead to the finale here (laughs) but the big one of the big reveals of the finale is that a there are parallel universes that are near that are share similarities they're not nearly identical but um also that the original peter bishop died when he was like seven or nine years old walter bishop is at the cemetery Staring at uh, Peter Bishop's grave, and he puts that coin on top of it. Oh my god. His coin that was his favorite when he was sick, when he was a kid. So it's implied that uh, Walter Bishop has crossed worlds to kidnap kidnap the other Peter Bishop, yeah. so he got his son back. That is what is implied. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they go back, and they go to see Walter. Um, Peter, his own son, describes him as twisted, selfish, abusive, Brilliant, myopic son of a bitch. Uh, and then, yeah, says, I know he was a chemist that, you know, worked on toothpaste. And uh, Olivia says, no, he worked for a classified U.S. Army experimental program on French science, like mind control, reanimation, that kind of stuff. And, yeah, that's another thing that I'm like, Peter is so smart. He never had any idea. He never looked into his father's work. He never, like, he thinks his dad went crazy and killed someone in the lab making toothpaste. And then he, he he's, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of questions it's there. It's so, so out of character for that character. But yeah, Peter... Like, he's completely condemned his father. He doesn't want to even see him. So he lets Olivia go and talk to him by himself, but um, he won't tell Olivia anything unless he can see Peter. He asks see his son but Walter hates the pudding he mentions that <laughs> hates the pudding at St. Clair's his line, see his jokes are great and it makes sense that he's saying weird funny shit 
Yes. Yeah. His brain's all scrambled, and he has no idea what's going on. But nobody else should be cracking jokes. Yeah, certainly not the ones they are. Yes. Like, around <laughs> grim deaths and things yeah. like that. But he does tell Olivia that it can be reversed. John's condition can be reversed. He did successfully on a couple of um, animals that were infected with the disease in his lab, right? But he won't do anything until he can see his son. So she makes Peter agree to be his guardian. Yeah, Olivia threatens Peter again, basically, because he's like, no way am I going to take charge of Walter. Like, he's completely insane. He, like, attacks Peter and, like, looks in his eyes. Yes. Like, trying to see if he's healthy. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, That's the first thing he does when he sees his son, which yeah. is just lovely. The first thing he says is, I thought you'd be fatter. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell that... <sighs> You can tell he's happy to see his son, though. Yeah, it's... Oh, I thought so... he was absolutely going over there to hug him, and then no. No, he was going over to check the whites of his so eyes. Hilarious. Pop his eyes open. Yeah. So he says he can't help unless he can see John, and um, yeah, that's on the car ride back, that's when he starts talking about William Bell, who's played by the amazing Leonard Nimoy. Oh. Yes. Oh. And she says that we shared a lab together, he was the only one that knew what I was up to and they're like the dude that owns massive dynamic another great <laughs> fake business name it is so ridiculous oh. and then Walter pees his pants and says he wants ginger ale yeah that uh, yeah so we get a, a bunch a bunch of Walter being genuinely kind of nuts so many so many nuts moments uh, yeah great and that they... never goes away he never like Gets more lucid. Really. He was my favorite part. Yeah, I he is the best and his part. character. Yeah, also. I thought they wrote his his insanity really well. They yeah. did absolutely. Him asking for ginger ale was hilarious, and he's a great actor. He's just unbelievably talented. Like he finally gets to see the person that he's out there to see, which is John. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he he does is like, "Can you get me some ginger ale? I miss it." Yeah. Haven't had any in a very long time. Then he goes after him with a scalpel, and Peter's like, what the hell? Like, tries to them. stop him, and Olivia's like, no, let him go we, ahead. They've got no other options. They're going to let him dig into this body. Yeah, so the whatever's infecting him, it's some kind of synthetic compound, they mm-hmm. say. And uh, that's when we meet Astrid. Astrid's amazing. She's like Olivia's assistant, but she ends up being basically Walter's at-work babysitter. Yep, played by Jessica Nicole. She's uh, awesome. He never cool. gets her name right ever. Not yeah. once. He calls her like all kinds of things. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. It's I, great. I see her listed here on IMDb as Esther Figglesworth, which mm. is an amazing name. It is quite great. No, she says it's Farnsworth. No, no, it's Astrid Farnsworth slash alternate Astrid Farnsworth slash Esther Figglesworth. And I'm, I'm assuming that's like a, a name he uses for her. Oh, gotcha. Uh, I don't know why they don't list the others, but that one's fantastic. It is. Yeah. Um, then they come up with the idea that the best way to get the information they need out of John Scott is, which, and the information is basically the face of the man who they were chasing. Yes. Uh, is Patient zero. Patient zero is to put Olivia on a whole bunch of, like a mixture of ketamine and LSD, put her in an isolation tank with a... Rod shoved in her neck. That link, links into John Scott, and then they'll connect their bo- their minds, yes. basically. Yes, so they can be in the same dream, and they can communicate. And which... it's just... Peter thinks is completely insane. Sounds like a great plan. This yeah. was my favorite line of the whole whole thing. It does sound insane, though, right? No, he's insane. You're in. No, this is insane. He is insane. And you are insane for following him. Yeah. And then he storms out. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. This is exactly how I feel right now. Yeah. Josh is the voice of reason in this situation, which is great. 
Now, where was I? Could you tilt your head forward, please? I still think that this is deeply irresponsible, and believe me, I would know. This is an anesthetic. I feel normal working. Yeah, because bootlegging smack in the basement is just the picture of normalcy. one yeah walter also has like a freak out about getting his lab back and they're like your lab's gone like it's been storage for 17 years and so they go to broils and broils magically gets it up and working and he asks for a cow so they get him a cow mm-hmm. who they later named what was the cow's name again i don't remember can't remember either considering that they they're just using the cow for blood so they can test things on it ethically uh I, yeah, well, yeah, they mentioned that the cow is, like, most, is super close to human. Does the cow stick around? DNA-wise. Oh, yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Okay. He's there for the for the long haul. I love it now. I assume I that cow a, I had a feeling when I was watching that I feel like they eventually have to do something awful to him to, like, save themselves, but maybe I'm just hallucinating that. Oh, no. They put in a pet just to murder it mm, yeah again oh. no but this is like years down the road but maybe i'm maybe i'm that remembering that wrong that he's I, definitely there for there he's a buddy for a long time killing the cow would be a great like a great plot device yeah and he definitely becomes part of the family ah excellent oh, now i don't want to keep watching but they successfully managed to connect their brains did yes. we mention did we mention the cocktail of drugs Oh, yes. Ketamine and LSD and something else. A bunch yeah. of other fun things. So she's loose and in this isopod. And... Before that, she admits to Peter that it was a bluff, that she didn't have anything on him. Yeah. And that's when he admits that he's in debt to the mob and that he owes Big Eddie money. Which is nice. It straightens out their relationship a little. Uh, I feel like that reveal had to happen in this episode just to keep things moving like keep this keep them right. together put build some well, the trust the reason they're doing this is because Walter says that unless he has a detailed list of everything that's was in the uh storage locker he can't save John and mm-hmm. that's when they put the clock on him and say he's got 24 hours to live yeah so she talks to her partner Ch- Charlie uh but but, but yeah Charlie Francis. Charlie, Charlie Francis Charlie Francis and says, like, I need you to find William Bell. I need you to, like, go after him hard if this doesn't work. So he's off on his own little mission, like, trying to find William Bell. Mm-hmm. But as we see in the finale, the entire first season, they can't find this man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter how hard they look. And no matter how much they think he's responsible for everything that's going on, he's just gone. Anyway, yes. And then she gets in the tub, which is crazy. That whole scene is crazy. Yeah, it's uh, ice cold. Is it yeah. ice cold? He also, I don't know. Well, I didn't. It didn't look I was like, like it. I hope it's warm. That's when she what went, I was but thinking. I think he said, and at first, like you're going to be in an ice bath, right? Oh, but I her. wasn't sure about it because it didn't look like it was. But, and yeah. she would have she like, frozen. shivering for sure. It's, also, ugh. he says he's done it successfully on corpses for yeah. up to six hours. He's able to like go into their brains. Like that's really scary. And my favorite line is when. Um, like, Josh is screaming at her, like you said, about, like, he's going to put a rod in your brain, he's going to shoot you up with drugs, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and Walter says, I'd rather not. I'm just saying I can. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. I'm 
so hard at that. And again, that's a totally inappropriate time to make a joke. And yeah, he's not great. joking. But it's hilarious. And it's great to have that kind of levity. But it's like, anyway, let's not harp on it too much. She says, yeah, he uh, he would, John would do it for me. So I'm so doing it. They sync up. It's successful. Amazingly. Oh, the cow's name is Jean. Sorry. Ah, thank you. I knew I wrote it down mm-hmm. somewhere. And it's another it's another big it, special yeah, effects sequence here where she's inside the mind of John Scott. Yeah, the landscape keeps changing. I yeah. didn't write a lot of it down, but it was like... There's, there's a graveyard, yeah. a desert. The desert's where they ended up talking. Yeah. She was on a chessboard briefly. Mm-hmm. Then they kiss on the, uh, the Department of Justice. Yes, they're in the FBI. So a lot of imagery here that might make more sense to she you. She also sees her uncle's canoe. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a mishmash of like her memories... And his memories, right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't remember what's happened to him. And she finally is like, I need you to show me the face of the man at the storage locker. And she sees him briefly. And then... They, well, they go back and they go back to the scene of them running. Yeah. And, and explodes. And she has a seizure, which is really scary. And they they like, pull oh. her out. But just before they do, she sees the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She gets over that mix of ketamine and LSD right away. Yeah, again, totally. Just like rushes back to the FBI. And uh, she puts together his the, the face of this guy using a composite, uh, and that's when they figure out that the passenger had a brother, an identical twin, who yes. was on the plane, who was on the plane, named Richard Stieg. Richard Stieg is the brother of the guy who was on the plane mm-hmm. who shot himself up and then With the insulin shot everyone to goo. Yes, so yeah. The, yeah, and they also find out that uh, Richard worked for. Massive dynamic. So they go straight there and they meet Nina Sharp, who is the leader or the executive director. Mm -hmm. She says, you know, you can't see William, but here's this dude's file. We fired him. Which also happens in the finale when they ask her about another bad guy. They're like, yeah, I used to work here, but we fired him. (laughs) Every every bad guy was fired from Massive Dynamic. Yeah, it was really funny. But yeah, and then we see her robot arm. She had cancer. Her robot arm looks amazing. William William Bell um, gave her, you know, surgery and gave her an arm that's like cool. Like an arm that doesn't really exist in the real world, I Not don't think. Yet. Yeah. Not yet. Her life was saved by the company. Yeah, she's mm. uh, she's a tried and true believer in Massive Dynamic. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. She asks Olivia, is this part of the pattern? And Olivia has no idea what she's talking about, and we find out that Nina Sharp, who's like a civilian, has higher clearance. Yeah, corporations have a higher clearance than they yeah. do. Then Olivia yeah, does. Yeah. She has no idea what's really going on. And this was a weird slip, because if she's involved in all this cloak and dagger stuff... But was it a slip? Because yeah, what she exactly. says after that is, like, you should know what you're getting yourself into. I feel like people are constantly pushing Olivia into this situation, giving her, like, a little scrap here, saying this, you know, like, being assigned yeah, this to this job in the first place. this whole thing is, like, place. a setup. Yeah. Which... It is, basically. It is. They're trying to, like, put her in a place that they need her to be. <laughs> which is too bad. And then she says something weird, which is like, I would tell, I'd say this to my own daughter. Which is like... That's very strange. A weird line. But, yeah. But okay. it's, um, it's prophetic of something you, you will learn in the way, way future. That they have a, a previous relationship that... Nina and that Olivia? Olivia doesn't remember right now. Oh my but god! But Nina does. I don't. That's a thing. It's like, I, I don't really remember. Oh man! <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been so long since I've watched the show. There's a lot of details that are 
You know what? I like gone. I like that stuff is already being set up to pay off. Yeah, way down but the there road. was a lot of stuff in this pilot. Like, weirdly, unlike Lost, which I haven't watched, so I should stop crapping on. But it really feels like they had an endpoint with this, mm-hmm. and they worked towards it. As opposed to Lost, where it was kind of just being developed as it went. Yeah, yeah. and it really feels like from watching this pilot again, like there are so many things that get dropped that pay off years later. That you're like. Did they just go back and be like, oh, okay, we said all this, so mm-hmm. let's go here? Or were they like, all right, we're ending up here, and this is how we're going to get there? Because, anyway, super well, cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Walter's watching Spongebob. That was one of my favorite things in the world. Walter, uh, d- 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 uh, Astrid, and the cow. Yes. And Peter are all... Yeah, eating you know, cereal and adorable. watching Spongebob on the TV. Uh, they... they they go after Richard they, to his apartment. They find another hidden lab under mm-hmm. his apartment with more creepy animals. Yeah, that happened super quick. Peter and Walter are kind of having a heart-to-heart in the car. A little moment of connection. Yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah, when the two of them were talking, it was... Um, he was... Walter was begging him not to send him back to St. Clair's. Yeah. He said, you know, I'm alive again. And I, I, you can't go back to that after you, you're alive again, mm-hmm. which was really sad. It is so how, sad. How is he legally able to take him out forever? That's the thing, right? It's like, he shouldn't really be. No, I, I feel like you can only have... It I, turns yeah. into a thing where it's like, as long as you're helping the FBI, mm-hmm. then... He's on a work release program. We won't put you back kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, whenever he... If he try, Like, we often tries to quit, or like you find out in the finale like disappear mm-hmm. you know without telling anyone and he always gets threatened with being taken back and that's why he has to stay and help olivia with all this stuff mm-hmm. and he doesn't like that because he's trying to avoid like his own responsibility for creating a lot of these problems yes which again we find out in the finale um i like this scene with uh, the two of them in the car because uh richard Stee, they're sitting outside waiting for the investigation in the lab to finish and uh, Richard Stieg creeps out of a, a back doorway. And this is the first time where Peter actually gets involved. Yeah. Because he is the one who signals to everyone else he's over here. Peter's the one that chases him down and finally tackles him. Yeah. So yeah, it's it kind a of... Beautiful tackle. Yeah. Beautiful tackle. It's out like a nowhere. turning point for Olivia's him. Olivia's also in on the chase, which yeah. is great. It shows mm-hmm. them working as a team. And that's obviously deliberately in there mm-hmm. to make sure he's going to be able to get more and more involved in that side of the show. Because otherwise, what is his character going to do all the time? He like, can't just always Walter. be complaining. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. He's got to take a so, so they have to show that physically he's up to being like in with the cops, basically. Yeah. So they manage to, they take him down, they they take him in, and... Uh, I just wanted to say about yeah. that, that I noticed, like, do you guys, like, chases on television? Yeah. Like, they always run through other people's homes and apartments. Which is very exciting. Do you think that ever, ever, ever happens, really, in the real, in the real world? No, how many apartments, well... I think it depends where you live, but yeah. I so many places like... don't even have a back door. And yeah. you just get lost in the fucking house. And, like, how many reality. people just have their doors unlocked? That's it. another thing. I don't think it would happen. I just really don't think that's a real thing. I think that's one of those things where that only happens on TV, but we see it so much that it seems like a real-life experience that really happens to people. I want one person who's had a random cop run through their place of living while chasing a suspect yeah. to tweet at us 
and tell me that that's for real. Not just running <laughs> through a backyard. Even the backyard thing is pretty like, but, but yeah, through your house, in the one door and out the other. It's like, that's not real. No, and I also think real. there were too many chases in general. Yeah. I kind of liked it because it's like, I don't have to write things down when people are running after <laughs> other people. Yeah. It's yeah. good. I can just like watch it for a few seconds, which There's is nice because po- this, there was so much exposition of stuff I had to write down. I was like, oh my God. There was a point where I just Please wrote, chase someone. I know, me too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they, um, they drag this guy in to interrogate him. He won't talk. Olivia just, like, walks away. So Peter's like, oh, I'll, I'll talk to him. Like, breaks his hand, basically. With a coffee mug. Threatens to infect him with the, uh... With the, the chemicals. Compound. Yeah. And then beats, like, the freaking crap out of him until he talks, which he does. He does? Yeah. And Olivia's like, you can't do this. And Peter's like, no, you can't do this. And so he does it anyways. <laughs> yeah. it was. Pretty, which is the uh, same thing as her doing it, because her not stopping him. Well, yeah. it's also, he's, yeah, she's in their, he's in their custody. So it's not like, you know, Peter, like, kidnapped him <laughs> off the street and is hiding him in a basement. It like, was pretty terrible. Yeah. It was a strange it's moment. all on tape, guys. It's all on tape. But so, for yeah. narrative purposes, they get the ingredients. They're able to put together the cure for John Scott. Yes, because fortunately, all FBI agents have a supply of backup blood. Yeah. Which probably is a real thing. That's a great but idea. sounds crazy. It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should have backup blood if you're going to get shot. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's when Broyles uh, talks to Olivia and is like, we're impressed. Like, we've been working on this case for a long time. And there have been all these incidents. And it's a pattern, blah, blah talks about kids that disappeared in a year, certain year that are mm-hmm. all reappearing, but they haven't aged, mm-hmm. which that's super weird. And then he's like, yeah, come work for me. Um, she doesn't want to have it. She no, just she doesn't wants to go want back to, to the know flow. about all these weird things that are going on. She doesn't want to be involved in the sci-fi, like, fringy stuff. And he claims that she's which not going to be able to go back. It doesn't jive with, like, the way she's been acting, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't think, she doesn't seem like this, like... I don't know. I feel like weirdly she's miscast, I think. I don't know what it is, but it's like, she's, I don't know. You you feel like she is the kind of character who should be interested in this stuff? I feel like after everything she went through, for her to just be like, oh, I don't really want to know what else is going on out there. Like, it's very strange. She's, she's so strong and independent and, like, take charge. Why would she turn away from the truth? Yeah, it just, it seemed out of character. Life is easier lived. But, Ignorant. I mean, you do learn, like, she doesn't have a family, she's got a sister and a niece, and maybe she doesn't want to, I don't know. She does, uh, she does also say that she likes working with, with her lover, John. Yes, who wakes up, his vitals are strong, he's doing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stieg tells them, like, it was your office that threatened me, that's mm-hmm. why, like, I didn't completely understand that scene, like, that's why, like... That's why he... But it was after the plane thing, right? Because... He says, in the conversation yeah. that we hear, he's chose- like, you saw what my, I did to my own brother. So why did he release that on the plane? Like, I don't even understand completely. That's supposed to be part of, there's a lot, there's references made to a thing called the pattern, yeah. which you mentioned before. Uh, I, it seems to be a series of almost science experiments just inflicted on the populace at large. Right, okay. So I feel like he was part of that, and then he's threatened by the office for going rogue. That's not entirely clear in this scene. No. Yeah. The important I think information... that's sort of what's going to get unpacked, right? Is like who's really pulling the strings? Mm-hmm. Like, was he threatened into doing it and then threatened again after he did it? Did he go rogue and was then threatened to stop? I mean, 
there's a yeah i i wasn't quite sure on this either but the main thing is he tells olivia where to dig up some evidence that he secreted away yeah she digs it up it's a little micro cassette which very conveniently she has a micro cassette player in her dashboard glove box yeah that goes like everyone was using those in 2008 right everyone little speaking plays one of those in their glove compartment and it's a, a record of her lover john scott Calling yeah. and threatening this guy, and there's a flashback where you see a bit of the uh, dialogue from an earlier scene. Little incidental dialogue was actually where the she call was being talking made. with Broyles. Was it Broyles she was talking to, and she yeah. heard it in the background? Him yelling at Believe he isn't it. yelling. That's a thing. Like all he says, all she hears is him say, "Yes, we'd love to treat you like family," which sounds like a nice thing to say to somebody. But he had just said to him, oh, "Like you've seen what I did to my own family. Like do you want you know?" And he so she's using that as a threat. Like he's saying, "Yeah, we're gonna kill you." We're gonna treat you just but like. But to you. her, it just sounds like yeah, exactly. Like he's being super nice. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So yeah, she figures out she doesn't know him at all. She calls Charlie and says, "Like hey, get someone on on his room and, mm-hmm. and check on you know Richard and Richard's dead." Yep. Uh, yeah, there, I John, feel like there's... Who John who, smuggled, smothered him to death with a pillow. He's he made a miraculous quickly. recovery from this Yeah, like disease. miraculous. And yeah. Quite he, impossible. He ripped all his uh, IVs out and stuff, goes and smothers Steve to death, and then runs, and Olivia chases him, and they get into a car accident. He flips his car and comes, like, flying out. And he's dead. That's yeah, well, it. No, they have a scene where oh, they... Oh, sorry. Yeah, they have like, a little... Well, we talked about it, yeah, when he was like... Why did Broyles send you to the storage locker? And then he dies. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> this when they discover the tapes is where this episode started to go off the rails for me because like him murdering him to conceal what? Like it's too late to hide anything. Yeah. And does he even know well, at this he point doesn't that, know. that she's going to yeah. get the evidence? He but... doesn't know. He's killing him so that he won't um, talk. Yeah, turn him in. I think. Yeah, but he's already this... talked. Well, they also intended to kill him in the first place. I think, right? So that yeah. they wouldn't know. Like, did he want to kill him at the storage lockers? Is that why John he went? Scott, John he, Scott. He might have wanted to kill him, but the thing is, like, he couldn't kill him with Olivia. He might have been able to actually. Yeah, he could have just. But then he'd have to justify it. Like he would have had to have drawn a weapon or something. He could have just shot him in the back when he was running. Yeah. Uh, and then, why does no one else come to kill Richard Steeg? If it's part of this vast conspiracy, why mm-hmm. is he the only one trying to cover? It's it's one of those little details that I'm like, where is the rest of this conspiracy in this situation? What's yeah? What's John's relationship to it? And it's, it's like, is the conspiracy that they're trying to cover up what's happening, or that they are causing what's happening? Right? Like, who does he really work for? That's- Great mystery. I want to know more. In the context of the pilot, though, I'm just kind of confused. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. By a lot of elements. Uh, so he has his deathbed confession. Where do we go from there? The, uh, the, there's the scene between it's her, Olivia, Olivia and, and her Charlie. Yeah, partner, he Charlie. he's really sorry that John has died. And he says um, he doesn't know how they're going to protect people anymore. The from... truth is, they're, we're obsolete. Yeah, he which says. that was really sad. It scene. was. Uh, that's when Olivia then tells Peter he can't leave because they need Walter, and he's the only one that speaks Walter. Yeah, and, and like you said, he goes along with that way too easily. Just, uh, but he does say the dad told me about other experiments, and there's so much more out there than you know, and 
anyway, it's yeah, it's crazy. And then the very last scene of the pilot is John's body showing yeah. up at Massive Dynamic, and Nina saying that they're going to question him. So obviously, they have the ability continue the techniques that Walter was using back in the day. Yeah, the same ones that he uses on Olivia to mind meld with John in the first place. And because he's just recently deceased and not six days, they can... Six so... hours. No, I think they said it was a couple days. days. No, it's six hours. Or maybe it was, yeah. No, that's what Walter said. They can, He can talk to them for up to six hours, like he could back in the 70s. But the, at the end, Nina goes, how long has he been dead? And the attendant goes, five hours. Oh, and he gotcha. goes, all right, uh, get him. let's interrogate hours. him. They still have time. That Here's would make question. more sense. But what days. information are they going to get from him that they don't already have? Right. Well, that's the thing. Is like I think that's what they're trying to figure out is who he was working for. Interesting. Which is obviously not them. No. Which is good, because I I didn't get the impression that Massive Dynamic was supposed to be villains. I think they are. Yeah? I did. I got the sense that they were, especially uh, in the finale, I, I got the sense that they were kind of a benevolent organization. Oh, they're definitely not a benevolent organization. Is it at the beginning, is it at the end of the pilot or at the end of the finale when you see the Massive Dynamic commercial? Uh, you see a poster for them in the first. In no, the pilot. there's in finale. There's like an, the last thing you see is an ad for Massive Dynamic, and it's like we're part of you or whatever. It's something okay. like super creepy and like Big Brothery. They they're sometimes allies and sometimes not. Like it's it's this show is very complicated. Yeah, it's a super hard donut because there's so much to talk about. And the pilot was long, right? It was yeah, hour it was two hours. hours. It was yeah. two hours. An hour yeah. and twenty six. <laughs> with commercials it was too yeah okay. thank you fox so yeah. um yeah it's it's they sort of change sides like william bell is is not a hero let's put it that way oh, but leonard nimoy is always a hero neither is walter like walter no. has done some horrible things which we will get into and like right now when we talk about the finale like mm-hmm. including like you said like stealing someone else's son because he lost his yeah. Like, that is crazy town. Yeah. It is twisted. Yeah. It is a twisted world. But I'm interested in it. Let's get into the finale. I will uh, read the synopsis. Okay, here we go. So the season one finale of Fringe Mm -hmm. is called There's More Than One of Everything. Mm, Telling. Great title. Yeah. Setting the stage for the dramatic and revealing first season finale are a sudden and unexpected attack on someone with close ties to Fringe Division, the return of bioterrorist David Robert Jones, and the inexplicable disappearance of Walter. Find out more about the mysterious events surrounding our Trudeau when questions are answered, observations made, loyalties tested, and the elusive William Bell is finally introduced. Mm-hmm. That's a great summary. Doesn't give away anything. You still want to watch the episode. Yeah, it's more of a teaser. Yeah, I like I like that. I thought this episode was really emotional. It definitely felt more like the fringe that I love than the pilot for sure. I I agree with that. Yes, was... I I like this way better than the pilot. Me too. I mean, and not just because of the guest star that we were all very excited to see. Yes, William Bell. Yes. Played by, by Nimoy, oh. who we love, because we're still on season two of Star Trek. <laughs> and even if we weren't, we would still love him. That's true. Well, I love him from this, because he's really good in it. That He was? Oh, he does come back. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's heavily involved in the show. Oh, sure. see, I did not know that. No. His appearance, more than anything, is what makes me want to watch the show. He does eventually stop, I think. I think he just 
basically retired, like couldn't work those kind of hours anymore. Yeah. But there are seasons where he's 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 there for sure, and he's great. He's super evil. Oh, he is. Well, well, yeah. well in, I mean, in the pilot, like, we have the the very strong sense that Nina Sharp is evil, and yes. in the finale, she helps. And she's definitely a hurt. Olivia. His, like, Girl Friday. So the the whole company is, in the pilot, definitely made out to be but evil, I but mean, in the... They're Walter's definitely shady. Evil. It doesn't mean we don't love him, it's, but he's done some horrible things to people, including yeah. Olivia, which is one of the things we find out in this episode, that, like, he was doing experiments on children just because of, like, a bad acid trip that he did. Yeah. And that's what he tells Peter at the cabin, like... We did all this LSD, and we saw things, and we knew it was real, and we figured out the kids could see it too, and then we drugged them without their knowledge. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> quite <laughs> crazy. Anyways, so yeah, the episode opens up. We find out Nina has been shot, so that's not good news. No. And then we see David Robert Jones, who's got a bunch of bandages on his face, and he's... Well, we see the scene where Nina gets shot. We right. see everybody enter the building, and I thought... They gunned her down mm-hmm. and killed her, but obviously mm-hmm. she, they didn't. Well, she's part robot, so yes. it's pretty yeah. hard to kill someone when they're part robot. But is she, the, her body entirely, like or is the it rest just her of her head? Just her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just joking. No, but... <laughs> just so, joking. But uh, she's also in one of the most advanced medical facilities in the world where she gets shot, right? She's yes. at Massive Dynamic, and we've got, you know... So naturally she can survive. All kinds of stuff we don't know. But yeah, it's a very stressful scene. Yeah, and she gets shot, and they they do that because they want the battery in her arm or something. Right? Yes, they want yeah. to take the fusion cell, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Jones is looking to hunt down William Bell, and he knows William Bell is on the other side, and he needs this fusion cell or this energy cell to get to the uh, to open a portal to the other side. Yeah, and he's dying um, from the radiation of his prison break. Which, the transportation yeah. of it. Exactly. So his last and final mission is to kill William Bell, who he blames for... Everything? Basically, yeah. Because he... Um, Nina finally admits that David used to work for Massive Dynamic like 12 years ago. Mm. Right. And you were saying, of course, that all the villains in the series... A lot of the villains seem to have worked for Massive Dynamic yeah, in the past. Yeah, they're all attached somehow, exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Weird. Weird show that everyone in it... Is I mean, except for maybe uh, Peter, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although, he, even in the pilot, he's set up as being kind of scummy. Yeah, and he's definitely, you know, worked for some some shady people. Yes. In the past, and that does catch up with him throughout season one. Because he just disappears from Iraq in the pilot, and then mm-hmm. decides to just, like, move in with Walter and live in Boston. Like, all his problems are going <laughs> to disappear, but... They don't. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a problem. So, looking for Walter, he's completely disappeared. They can't find him. He never came home. Nobody knows where he is. They thought that they were with the other person. Yeah, exactly. Everyone that else thought someone thing. else was watching him. And yeah, mm-hmm. they don't often leave him alone. He like really needs a babysitter. Does he often go off reservation like this? Uh, mm-hmm. No. Usually it's more they're afraid of like what kind of experiment he's going to do mm-hmm. or like just that he's going to hurt himself. Well, their their initial reaction is to search all the places that he usually is, like the cafeteria if he just fell asleep there or something yeah, like that. They don't expect him to actually be somewhere. problems with his short-term memory like because of all the electric shock therapy. Right. So like, you know, he'll, like, he'll get lost a lot. That's the thing. It's not that he like strikes out on his own he's trying to accomplish something but 
yeah, eventually Peter figures out that he might be out at their cabin that they used to stay at for summers, and he goes out there uh, to see if he can find his dad. What did you guys think about the difference between their relationship? Like, that's definitely a huge thread throughout the series and in season one. Like, we saw them, you know, Peter didn't even want to have anything to do with his father. See his father in the pilot that you mm-hmm. guys watched. And then in the finale, I mean, there's genuine concern. He's freaked out when he realizes no one knows where he is. And they have, even though the conversation is really intense and Peter doesn't, like, forgive Walter for right. the mistakes he made, but he's definitely way more empathetic than he is in the pilot. Yeah, yeah. they seem to be, their, their relationship's growing. And to be fair, we still don't really know. Like, we know that Walter has done terrible things. But uh, we don't know exactly what he's done to Peter. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, well, we well, find we out something later on. In the cabin about how he would only come up on the weekends. And that was... They never saw him. A very personal yeah, that story. that he was a workaholic. I feel like it, not many of those have occurred yeah. in the season. Well, that's the thing. It's like, that's... This is the, the finale of season one is where it starts to get into this meat. I mean, that's what the entire show is about, is resolving their past while dealing with their present which is weirdly coming from the future how much does how much of the first season do you have to watch to watch the next season because i really want to see more of william bell i think if you understood what was going on in the finale i would just watch the beginning of season two maybe like i could get away with just reading synopses yeah you definitely wouldn't really i mean like are there any great episodes i should watch in the first season that you can think of i have to go through them and see but not in my I don't remember enjoying any of them. It's really like not even until season three where it starts to get like so good that you can't stop watching it. Everyone says the same thing. Season two, season two, and figure out kind of what they're doing and why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, definitely I would keep watching it. And I think if you didn't have any questions after watching the finale about how they got to where they are, like the big thing. See, I don't even know if it's in season one or season two when you find out what happened to Peter. Peter? So let's talk about that. So we we find Walter. He's in the graveyard. He's standing at someone's gravestone. Mm-hmm. And we think that's in the present, but it's actually in the future. Isn't it the end of the episode? No, that's in the present. He goes back again at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not the same scene. I thought it was the same. No. And they were just, just like, oh, it's... No, it's sort of so. weird because it's meant really to reveal it to us mm-hmm. at the end, as opposed to him like doing that for an emotional reason. But no, I think that's two separate uh, visits to that same gravestone. So yeah, in the first scene, we don't get to see who it is, and then the reveal at the very end is that it's Peter's. Peter's and he places grave. the coin, and he was Peter's a favorite coin, exactly. which Peter doesn't remember. No. Because it's not the right Peter. Right. He, he died, yeah, 80, I, in 1985. Yeah. Either six or seven. Seven years old, yeah. So the whole reason that Walter has gone to the cabin is to find uh, this device that'll lock worlds, or lock yes, the dimensional can't portal. Yeah, he's looking for, right? Yeah. Or where no. it is, and then he finds the coin, and that kind of jogs his memory mm-hmm. of, of when they were there, when they were younger, when Peter was there. Well, there's also the guy that was the the bald man. Do you recognize this? How did you get that? This coin looks similar to the one you're thinking of, but it is from another place. There is more than one of everything. I have said too much. I'm not supposed to get involved. I have taken you as far as I can. 
Does this house look familiar to you? Yes. Do you remember what you have to find? You must try to remember. There isn't much time. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, what did you guys think of him and their conversation? That, I have a big donut question about, um, that's, his name is September. Right. Yeah. Is he an actual person? Well, see, I'm he not, was in the photograph, not, wasn't he? I feel like... I feel like they tell you the answer, but that's why I want you guys to discuss it. Like, what did you think of him? I definitely thought he was a hallucination when we first met him. Okay. When, oh, really? Yeah, I didn't think he was actually there when Walter was talking to him at the cabin. But then when we saw him in the picture, that um, Philip, 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 yes, Broyles, yeah, and Nina when they show up at the lab, they have this photo of him. September, yeah. Of, of September and Walter. Mm -hmm. oh, I think together. I think they were both in the photo. Gotcha. I thought he was supposed to be like an alien or an extra dimensional entity, something that kind of because he's clear he doesn't come across as human. By the end of this, we know that there. I mean, heck, starting the episode, pretty much, we know that there's multiple dimensions, like parallel dimensions that are more or less of the same world. Yes. Because we know that that's the antagonist's whole goal is to get to the other side. Well, the, yeah, the, the sec I'm pretty sure it's like the second or third scene is the, yeah. the one where he's trying to open the portal in the street. Yes, and fails. Yeah. Which is still, that was a really cool scene. It's a really cool scene, right? Yeah, it that was. was. the one with the truck driver and the truck got cut in half. Yes. And then they realized when they checked the plates and the VIN number that that truck doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very yeah. cool. So were you guys starting to the, figure the out? The truck driver, I don't think got cut in half. I think the no, kid the at the soccer field. Yes. I thought, right. the, didn't the truck driver also die? No, the kid at the soccer field got cut oh, in half. I that's think. right. Yeah, no, the Which was gruesome. Was the driver was fine. He was super confused about what was going on, but his truck was coming. Like, the yes. front half of the truck stayed ha in, in the other world. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, they don't know. And it was, they keep describing it as like a shimmer Mm -hmm. That you can see through, but I thought the, all the special effects were really good. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, he and they it's held too up well. Thick here, these are the wrong coordinates. Yeah, try again, please. They're looking yeah. for, which is funny because they have a similar thing in Haven, and they call them thinnies. So it's the part where there's it's thinner in the atmosphere to, or not atmosphere, I guess, whatever you separates us from the other world. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Didn't yeah. they have the same thing in Eureka in the pilot? Wasn't that a di there was was that di dimensional device? That was time it was... and space moving around badly, right? It's yes. Like yeah. there, it was another dimension. It, it was, was other timelines. It was a weird machine. Was, but so, yes. I yes. assume the machine very was meant similar. to like... I mean, it's a very popular idea. It's cool. It's very similar. Um, I think they handled it better in this one. I think mm -hmm. the effect looked better in this one. Yes. It was much more seamless. Well, and they had a... Oh, no. The truck driver did die. He died? Yeah. I died. That the makes... The truck driver died. Truck doesn't exist. I think he died, they say it's like a line of dialogue, like he died at the hospital or mm. something. Yeah. So they That's good, because... Yes, it is, otherwise everybody would be... Yeah, having a living person from the other dimension that you can't control over there would yeah. be too much. He also mentioned that deja vu is a window into the other world. Like, I hate movies and TV shows that are trying to constantly explain what deja vu is to me. Like, that yeah. makes no sense. No. It's, uh, yeah. There's no, you just leave that out. I don't need you to explode. It's the same with, like... With the Matrix. the Matrix, yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh, you see the cat twice? That means there's a glitch in the Matrix. Actually, that makes more sense than this does. <laughs> it Deja does. Vu doesn't need an explanation. No, that's like, what I mean. But it's like, when they try to give a one, it doesn't really work. Yeah, it never yeah. quite matches up to anyone's experience of Deja Vu. Yeah. Oh, oh but that, what I was saying... Oh, sorry, I was just going to say that September, because we know that the other dimension is basically... It's more or less the same. It's not an alien world. 
but no. he doesn't seem like a human being. Right. He looks like one, doesn't act like one, doesn't have the same frame of reference. So I'm assuming that he's... And plus, he seems aware of both worlds. There's another hint both. dropped as to his identity when oh. Walter and Peter are talking in the car. He calls him the Observer. Yes. So, maybe he, he knows of both worlds and he interacts with both worlds, but belongs to neither. Who knows? Could be like the Watchers from, uh, is that Marvel Universe? Yes. Yes. Yeah. What the- <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we don't know comics, sorry. Yeah, Walter's whole scene with Peter was great, I thought. Yeah, it was. He's panicking. He keeps talking about how he started something, but he can't remember. And he's just so frustrated with himself. And he's such a good actor. Just so great. They talk about the whale pancakes. Like, it was just a really emotional scene. It was. Well, the pancakes, I think they talked about in the house, in the cabin. Yeah, and they talk about how Peter, like, he used to set an alarm on Saturday mornings in the summer. He would wake up just before and Mm -hmm. smell the pancakes. Which was very sweet. I'm like, oh, they have a good relationship. Or have had a good relationship in the past. Yes. And I'd like to know where the divide between them began. If it began after he was brought over? Yeah, it was like, he he grew up with a different father than the one he has memories of. Right, but the one he's talking to in the cabin remembers the whale pancakes. So that's post... Uh, Yes. Quote unquote kidnap. Mm-hmm. Six or seven, then. Yeah. yeah, seven. Let's just say seven. So, yeah, because that, that's the thing is like he doesn't remember the coin because he never had that coin. Yeah. It was the other Peter, the Peter who died. Peter who actually died. Yeah. Peter A. Yeah. So, once. And again, well, there's the, there's the conversation is of how he tried to get over to the other side to fix what he had done wrong here. And then it is revealed that he actually did yeah, accomplish that. He says. I lost something, you know, so important. I lost something precious. I thought I could take it from over there. And he did. And that is, like, crazy talk. Yeah. Right? Like, and what's so good about this show is after this point, you start to get to see the other side. And everybody else has a doppelganger except for Peter. So there's two of everybody except him. Because Peter's already... And think of how different Walter would be if his son hadn't died, but his son had been stolen from him. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He is like, oh. Holy crap! The other one! Oh my god! Yeah. And he's amazing. And he's Peter's You don't even father. think about that because the, oh my god, they're just as real over there. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. This and they is... all have very different relationships, which is so strange because they've all had, like, also the Walter of the other side didn't go after Olivia and give her all these weird, fucked up brain drugs. Like, so Olivia is a totally different person. In the other universe than, sh- than our Olivia that we've gotten to know. Anyway, it's crazy and it's so good. And then also there's all these weird time jumps and then different realities and like, anyway. See, that's the stuff I want to get yeah, into. Yeah, that was amazing. And so awesome. That and was exciting. Ivan and I, Ivan, one of our favorite classmates, he was super into Fringe too. And we, every time it was on, when school was on, we would get together the next day and be like, can you, what, who, like, we were just so like, what is going to happen next? This is crazy. What season was it in when we were at school? Uh, it was the five, I think it was season four. Four, yeah. Okay. I think I remember that for some yeah. reason. Okay, so you're well into it. Because um, the first so season's good. mostly like Monster of the Week type stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. That's readable and skippable. Save yourself some time. Yeah. Jump into the... Because I really, I want to, I want to see what you saw. I'm excited well, see, by for, how excited Hannah is. For a, a random reason, I don't know how, it, how or when this happened. I've seen an episode from season two. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yes. 
But that episode was actually shot as a part of the first season. Yeah. And they took it out for some reason. And they put it into the middle of the second season. Which just must be so weird. It is weird. That happens, that's happened on a few shows that that we've watched. Yeah, I've heard of it before, but I don't know. Like, sometimes it's because, like, often with, like, Law and Order or shows like that where it's sort of, if something happens in the real world that's too close to what they have shot and it's like yeah. too sensitive they won't air that episode but then like six months later when no one's thinking about it they'll and just pop okay. it in yeah. they spent millions of dollars on it right they're not just going to throw it away but sometimes it's just not a good good timing depending on the storyline if there's some kind of shooting or something exploding and you know all that kind of stuff so. I think there was a terror like kind of a Homeland style drama that launched just before September 11th that had that happen yeah. so it only lasted a season because no one wanted to plane crashes are a big one Ugh. like if there's a recent plane crash and their whole episode is about a plane crash they'll, they'll pull it bombings yeah. like yeah. the Boston bombing they had to pull some episodes I think from CSI yeah definitely so yeah Walter talks Ugh. about the patch that he built to plug the hole and they think they can stop um jones from getting over to the other side they can spoiler (laughs) they can so they take up to the field where they opened the hole to the other side and then walter is like talking nonsense like he's talking about my friend said we have to do this that's when he mentions the observer Mm -hmm. yes and then peter says the guy who attacked me in the woods yeah he's like so it's like we don't know like I guess we know this guy's real, but we don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy, or should Walter even be listening but to him? But Walter says he must have had a very good reason, and, and I believed prob- him. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 it's like, yes. And we don't know what the extent of the attack was. No, like, uh, we don't. That was in, this is a two-parter, right? Um, well, that would have happened in the donut, the, this attack that they're talking about. Okay. So you would have seen it if you'd watched the episode. I don't remember, honestly. Probably, I don't think it would have been the episode before. No. Oh, I... Not. No, I think it was somewhere in the first season, the like half. I don't know that makes sense it would have been too close yeah Yeah. I know that Peter was dying when he was a kid right yeah Um, he mentions that that's when he gave him the coin and and Peter says he he doesn't remember then there's a massive shootout there's a lot going on on, in this episode in terms of like stunts and CGI and stuff big drama effects yeah there was craziness and then Peter manages to get the hole closed and Jones gets sliced in half well there was also before this Olivia also shows up at the lake and this was the the worst scene for me when she connects literally connects the dots that yeah. just jump <laughs> out at her i'm like okay can you explain to me in any way how she deduced where this was happening was right funny. the well, way she, the other ones she did mentioned to somewhere in the middle of the episode she finds out about the pattern which is basically that all these weird events have been happening for the last couple of years mm-hmm. and that's the map she's looking of the dots from all the patterns yes and yes. she figures out that it's like emanating from one spot which leads them to the lake, which is where where Walter and Peter have gone as well, and also David Robert Jones and all his goons. Uh, it took her, yeah. It, it, it took was, her no time at all. Yeah, and the other two had to figure it out in their own way, and somehow it was way easier for her than it was for for these two people who were actually aware and know all of it anyway it's a very plot heavy show like they've got to find ways to get yes from event to event and, and yeah, it was that fine happens a lot on procedurals where right. they have to like find people like it's just like oh and there he is like mm. there's no way that's why real criminals don't get caught because <laughs> it's so the place is big and it's hard to find people they can yeah. hide forever yeah anyway we have to let that go yeah, there's no sense getting hung up on that stuff. Well, and this also, isn't that type she said of show. That just recently, Nina Sharp says that just recently a lot more of these 
portals or places have appeared because of technological advances right. destroying nature's ability to function. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of a strange bit. That's that's like one of those soft sci-fi explanations <laughs> where it's like we need this oh, kind these kind of rules to apply. So yeah. here's sort of a general nebulous explanation. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I mean, how can you do hard sci-fi with teleportations? It's not possible. It's, so you got to get fuzzy with it. Yeah, I know, and it's hard. It's so hard. It's like I, I feel like any show, movie, TV, like you can you should be able to set up your own rules and then just follow them. Yeah, because. It's, it's stupid to even try to explain it in reality. Because mm-hmm. it would be going on in reality if that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. And you also can't spend any time explaining it. It's Because it's so boring. It is. Yeah. yeah. So Broyles is told to stop investigating. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there was just one moment I was pretty much screaming at the television. Was when Olivia was pointing the gun at, what's his face, Jones. Telling him to stop. I'm like, you have three computers you can shoot at or machines you can shoot at to stop any of this from happening. But she's pointing the gun at him and is not shooting anyone or anything. Like, just she's just screaming at him to stop. And he doesn't. And she just keeps screaming to yeah, stop. And it's pretty ludicrous of her to expect him to stop. Yes. Like, do some, anything. But yeah. she does shoot eventually. But. Yeah, well, that just to build the tension. Yes. Again, that's another TV trope that's really annoying. When it's like you could easily just kill the machine, kill the person that's running away as well, like all the time. Yeah, or shoot them in the foot. Something to prevent them from continuing yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, but you know, it was nuts. They don't like to do that. But yeah, I'm just saying. Broyles gets the kibosh on investigating Bell. Gets to the word from the higher ups that he has to stop. Mm-hmm. Cease and desist. Uh, Walter leaves a note saying he's. Uh, Stepping out for a bit, and Peter's really proud because it's the first time he's left a note. So he does go back to the grave then. Where he's going, and that's, yeah, exactly when he goes back to visit Peter's grave, and we see that that Peter is not the real Peter. And Peter is dead. That that has a lot of uh, consequences that, you know, and that obviously he still feels guilty about it. Yeah. Even after all these years. Uh, and how did Peter die? Oh, he was. You, you said he was dying? Cancer he wasn't was it? Sick. That's what they said. They and the other really one sick. isn't sick. Um, that's not true. They were both sick, but Walter wasn't able to come up with the antidote until oh my his God. Peter died. Mm-hmm. And so, but the other Peter was still alive. But he would have died if Walter hadn't gone to save him. Interesting. Yeah. But so... their timeline is behind then. Well, could be, potentially. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's not. They're the same. Peter could have been exposed to something. Yeah. yeah. Different circumstances, different, uh, yeah. He, his dad's a mad scientist, so it could have been, you know, a vial got left out or something like that. Um, no, I think it was... I I'm just trying to think of what could stagger kind of like, these. Um, yeah, no, I don't think it was. I mean, it was like, you know, Minutes almost like it was yeah. like weeks later, he went and saved other Peter. But the problem is, like, he could have gone there and healed him and left, not yeah. taking him with him. But he couldn't deal with the grief, and he didn't want to lose his son. I have a question for you: Was Walter really crazy before um, beforehand? Like, he's eccentric and he's amoral, that's for sure. <laughs> but like uh we we're meeting him now after a, like years in a mental hospital getting electroshock therapy. Yeah. I I can I can put in an answer. Please. I don't think he was. I think he was rather sane, but then the LSD like he says they took large quantities of LSD sort of 
I, I scrambled his brain or started to. And then he says something happened at this point when he's talking to Peter at one point. He had a piece of his brain removed. Oh, that there. sounds familiar. Yes. Yeah. And there's a, a, a portion of the show when he has it put back in. Yeah. It's not, it's not good. Oh, dear. But definitely the difference between our Walter and other Walter is that other Walter still has that piece of his brain. Okay. And that does not make him a good person. So the Hitler piece of his brain. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Very cool. Exactly. I like that a lot. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. So we're almost at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Nina talks about how, you know, she held her end of the bargain. She kept it a secret and. But she can't find William, and he's dodging her, basically, right? Is that the right. whole thing of that scene? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's the elevator, which goes to the other side. Peter goes to leave, gets in the elevator. It takes a little too long. No, it's Olivia, right? It's Olivia. Oh, sorry, it is Olivia. Yeah. My bad, my bad. And there's this, this other person in there with her, but then they leave. They get out on a normal floor. Yes. And then she finds herself on the other side. How do we know it's the other side? Well, there's all kinds of effects and shaking. And well, the Twin Towers are there. That, yes. That's an incredible shot to end on. Yeah. Well, I, I assumed it was the other side, too. Well, it was a completely different building than the one she was in. Yeah. Yes. So she's been transported, and I assumed when you get transported, you go to the... No, that is false, because Jones teleported out of prison but he was always in the same world so that's not the right assumption right no, no. but i still assume she was in the other world and then we meet william bell who it's leonard nimoy, leonard nimoy. he's yeah. very charming yeah they definitely use color to delineate between universes which is really interesting like mm -hmm. a big place that they shoot all the time or did shoot all the time was at the bus station you know, the, right by the stadium. Oh, yeah. Oh, like the, like the, the terminal? Bus. Yeah, yeah exactly. the, the train and station and everything. They just would change the color of it from mm -hmm. one to the other so you know which, like, worlds you're in. It's red and blue? Yeah, I think so. Because I, I, I think the new universe, it seemed bluer to me. Yeah, I think it's, like, yeah, red toned or blue toned. And then they meet. Final shot, panning away from the building. Yeah, and there was an Obama headline, right? Yes, Obama moves models. into the new White House. New White House. Which implies the that the terrorist attacks took out the White House instead of the, two, the, the Twin Towers. Twin Towers. Uh, there, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Do they, you guys want to discuss anything before I ask you my donut questions? I know I, I have I nothing. You. I know I've told you both before that I love this show. I still haven't watched the finale, which I've already Oh my mentioned. god. Have That's... one fringe left. Whoa. Okay. Because I know it's bad. I know it's going to end bad. I don't want it to be bad. That the episode's bad or it ends badly? No, that it's going to end bad for the people oh, I care about. Just... Not that the episode's going to be bad because the final season was amazing. There's so many things that I want to tell you that would make you want to watch it even more, but I don't want to spoil it. I don't understand so... how you can do that. So good. I would. Go I, re I really want to watch this. I'd, I'd go crazy all the time. I like delay watching finales so badly sometimes that I get so like off the track, which is terrible because then it's just not then you the forget. Same. Yeah, exactly. But I just can't deal with endings. Mm -hmm. I just like to pretend. Yeah, that they can go on forever. Yeah, and I still have it. I, I, it's I still can there. Still have it, and I can watch it anytime I want. <laughs> oh my god! This might inspire me to go back and, and finally finally do find it. out what happens to Peter and Olivia. I can mm. tell you they're crazy in love. Does that Good. make you want to watch it? No, I, think, uh, I, I saw think that, that coming. Yeah. yeah, come on, how could they not be? Oh my god, they're so cute great. from the get go. Yeah. But which Olivia? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, this is priceless. Or is it both? Oh, yeah. 
Mm, dare to dream. Ooh. Okay, um, question number one. Who is Walter's friend, a.k.a. The Observer, mm. a.k.a. September? September. Is he... Do you remember? Okay, I will tell you there's more than one of him. Okay. There's lots of, of observers. But, but him? They all look the same. Oh, God. Do they share a personality? No. They're different... Different people, different whatever yeah. they are. Yeah. But they all look identical. Do they all ha- ha- have the name the September? Hats. No, they're na- they- September's not his real name. It's like a code name. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, some of them, or at least the ones assigned, assigned to our Earth or this universe, are like the months of the year. Yes. Okay. I was going to I ask think, that. I think. I can't totally remember. Okay. Uh, alien from another planet that interferes <laughs> with Earth's events for sport. <laughs> Uh, time travelers from 2607, where the planet has been ruined. Mm-hmm. A gang from the other side trying to exterminate all women. Whoa. Or that sounds like a good one. Angel watchmen sent to Earth by God. Oh, God. Wow. Uh, well, D is very tempting, but I mean, I'm obviously going with A. You have to. I've already, I can't, yeah, I've already said I think it's, it's an alien. And, and I think you deserve that, so I'm going to answer with C. <laughs> just because okay, well, you the, came up with that answer on your own. The answer's B. Damn it! I Whoa. almost said B. They are humans from 2607. I didn't think that was it because where they have destroyed the world, so they are sent back in time to observe. How are they see. humans? But they're all cloned they're humans. Evolved humans. That's what we. Ah. They all look the same. Yeah. See? That's why I ruled that one out. And there's no ladies that I've seen, so I don't know what's going on. This oh is what happens God. in the worst timeline. Yes, we and all they turn into this. Take over um, the present day, basically. They become mm-hmm. like the Nazis of uh, dear God of the world because they, they they can't live where they are anymore. So they're gonna take over and start over and see if they can get a better result. Evil, yeah, they're not afraid. But September's the only one who's like he's like a good dude. Oh, good, okay. I, I got yeah. that sense from yeah, him, yeah, so yeah. I'm glad so he's not uh, he's not on board with this whole situation okay question two that's so far it's zero zero guys yes how does olivia find out she was bell and bishop's test subject a walter admits it to peter when he's drunk and peter tells her the truth uh-huh. b olivia finds photos of herself and walter in the lab c jones tells olivia in an effort to get him to join his war or nina sharp Let's it slip to Olivia so she will trust Walter less. Oh, those are all really good ideas I for a really plot. Hard on this I'm guys. torn between A and <laughs> those are D. all solid. Um, I answered first before. You can go first. I'll this go time. with A. I'm going with D. The answer is C. Oh, oh shit! Jones tells Olivia in an effort to get her to join his war. I didn't think that was it because there's no mention of it in the second in the finale. I didn't think they had. When she's interrogating him before he breaks out of prison. <clears throat> well, goddammit, then she would have recognized his voice without that stupid voice recognition software um, that they run and immediately find his face on. Well, it's just because he's all bandaged up, right? Yeah. So they're just trying to prove that it's him. I think she knows it's him. Yeah. Question three. Still zero, zero. Why mm. does Walter trust September? A. He always knows the future. B. He's the only one as smart as Walter. C. He broke the rules by interfering and saving Peter's life. D. He helped Walter get to the other side. I'm going to go with 
D, helping Walter get to the other side. Okay, I'm uh, going with C. That is the right answer! <clears throat> when Walter brings Peter back, it's um, at the lake, and it's in the winter, and it's frozen. And they mm. both fall through the ice, and September pulls them out. Whoa, so, cool. Which he is not supposed to do. No interference. No. Well, he's interfering. He's supposed to observe. Obser- there we go. Observer. But then they all interfere. Do they, though? Well, they do when they take over, yes. Yeah. But, but not yet. At this yet. point, it's not... Right, they're it's not allowed the to yet. They don't know what they're doing even, right? I okay. think it's like the, bat, the head guys. Like, they're sort of like foot soldiers who are like on their mission of like observing things. Mm-hmm. And, like, because interfering could going change things. Hundreds of years. Potentially. Go anywhere. Exactly. But they're not allowed to do anything that interferes with um, with history. Mm-hmm. But yes, eventually they do, they change everything. It's very crazy. Okay, one, nothing. Question four, what side effects does Olivia experience from the mind meld with John? A, she can see some of his memories. B, weird sex dreams about John and Walter. Nice. <laughs> C, she can communicate with John Scott in the afterlife. D, she starts to grow a mustache. <laughs> My answer is A. That's probably, I, I think that's the right answer, but I'm hoping it's D. Okay, well, you have to pick A or D. I'm picking D. Okay. I want it to be D. It's A. All right. <laughs> she can see some of his memories. No, I know. It would be awesome if she started to grow a mustache. Okay, final question. Uh, you can't win, but you can redeem yourself by getting one out of five, correct? <laughs> I need what one. What did Walter and William's experiments allow Olivia to do? A, become invisible. B, control objects with her mind. C, read people's thoughts. D, see the future. I would go with D, see the future. I am as well. Seems like what they'd be most... It is control objects with her mind. That seems insane. Telekinesis, baby. (sighs) I was looking for something that linked to her time in the tube. Robert Jones... Well, I mean, she can do other things, like slide between universes. All objects? No, well, it's not like that. It's not like... It just... She has to, like, really, like... All right. Focus hard, and then she can do, like, little tiny things. But I feel like it's one of those things where it's, like, if she spent all her time practicing that, then she would get stronger and stronger. Right. But it's, like, she's not like she's been doing it her whole life. She doesn't know she can do it. Mm. So it's like flipping a switch. Yeah. It's probably, it's actually David Robert Jones that she learns that from, because he sets up a bomb, and the only way she can turn it off is with her. Mm. Is to light up these light bulbs in a certain order with her brain. Oh, my God. That is very cool. Yes, she's alive. Eventually. Eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's French, guys. French. French. So great. I would watch more of this. I would recommend uh, it. At least second season on. Take a stab of what this donut here is in this box. Let me just open it up. Here's your donut. It's in this box over here. There is. I'm so sorry. No. I'm forgetting about the donuts. Oh, congratulations, congratulations, Saskia. Good for you. I'm proud of you. I almost forgot the donut last time, too. Oh. And I looked it up while we were sitting here, and Nina Sharp had subdermal body armor in her oh, torso, gosh, which explains... Oh, she's part robot. How does that look? It looks like a pistachio and jelly. Mm, it's peanut butter and jelly. PB and J! Mm-mm. Man, we should give these guys... We should give this donut shop a shout-out. It's Lucky's? Uh, parallel and 49th. Parallel and 49th. Okay. They have the delicious donuts, and they always have a lineup out the door. Yep, every almost every time. <laughs> Uh, and it comes in a beautiful orange box that is uh, perfectly square. Yes, which actually had the tidbits in it. 
Yeah, the donut holes, as they call them. They call them donut holes, but it's impossible to call them anything but Timbits. They've been totally branded in this country. invented the donut hole. And they are delicious. All right, so let's uh, pick our next show. Enough talking about Fringe. Oh, but that second half was great. Oh, Fringe is freaking great. It's so great. Okay. Guys, I really know that you, you know, anyway, just watch it. I will. Yeah. Uh, One in 987, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'll go with 376. My number will be 821. 376. All right. Let's see what we are in store for in our next episode. Well, Hannah consults our spreadsheet. Um, Saskia, hmm. who's your favorite character from Fringe? Oh, great question. Um, I think she's already mentioned a couple times. Well, yeah, I, know who your favorite, I know who your favorite actor is. No, no, no. Character. Oh, character also. as well? Okay. Walter. Oh. Not, not Olivia. Oh, no. I'm just going to take a devil's advocate position here while she's... Browser. 821 is the Larry Sanders show. <gasps> Which we have seen. Some of. All of the first season. Uh, Pierce has seen the whole entire thing. Yeah. It's a brilliant show. I would love to chat about and it. And Saskia and I have only seen the first couple of seasons. Two, two and a half, I think. Yeah. Um, so that would be tough. We'd have to decide, like, are we going to watch the whole thing or are we just going to watch season one? Oh. oh it would be so worth doing it, though. 376 is Inspector Morse. What the heck is Inspector that? Inspector Morse. It's BBC for sure. Um, well, I personally lean towards uh, Larry Sanders' show. Yeah, I agree. Do you agree, Saskia? But how? What will we? What will we do? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it's not a, It's not technically a special episode, but we can't do a donut because we've seen the entire first season. It's been so long since I've seen it. Inspector Morse is a British drama series. I know, I just... Which was on from 1987 to 2000. Yeah, it's crazy. Here's the byline. Inspector Morse has an ear for music, a taste for beer, and a nose for crime. Are you kidding me? He sets out with Sergeant Lewis to solve each intriguing case. So it's a police procedural. It is. How many episodes are in the first season? There's 12 seasons. Oh my god, there's 12 seasons. Uh, And the first season has... Three episodes. Are you kidding it's uh appears to be three or four per season. So I think that answers that question, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm oh. fine with Larry Sanders. Yes. Wow, I uh, this can't be right because it looks like seasons eight through twelve are one episode. Yeah, they probably just start doing a special every year. Okay, um, Larry Sanders then, but I'd love to come back to that at some point. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll pick it again. Eventually, we're going to come back to every single one of these shows. The list is shrinking. I mean, absolutely, we're getting it done around here this is how you watch tv yeah yeah that is without the middle (laughs) (laughs) all right guys we'll see you next episode we are gonna get all into larry sanders and uh it's gonna be a good one because we all love it already so so will you yes if you haven't seen it yeah watch it (laughs) thanks for listening guys Bye. bye bye Thank you.